All right, everybody. So we got the chatty Cathy's on this side of the room. Okay, left side of the room. You quit having so much fun over here. It's church. We can't smile in here. Can't have fun. What's going on? Recently, recently, my wife and I, we've, we've been working on uh, trying to maybe get a little better sleep. That's just a noble thing. You want sleep's good. Uh, we'll talk about that today. But we were trying to get, you know, maybe some tools to help us sleep better. And so she had the brilliant idea of downloading this app on her phone. And uh, this app would, you know, you, you load it up, and then it's supposed to, like, uh, you know, have some, like, nice kind of meditative, you know, elevator music going on, right, to set the mood. And then it has, like, pleasing lights on the phone. And then you get this person helping you relax. Now, what you need to do is let the bad energy leave your fingertips. And after about five minutes, I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. This is goofball. This is dumb. Because I'm old school, okay? I want the room dark. Who's with me? Dark room. Dark, pitch black, no devices. Dark room. I like it a little colder. Come on. A little colder. Yeah, that's, I'm old school. That's the way I need to do it. But I have realized that the older I get, I'm a man of getting to be a certain age, that I, I don't sleep as well as I used to. I don't, it's just not, so I, I, I really am working on sleeping great because, you know, it, it really affects my mood the next day. Who in here, okay, let's do this. Who in here got a great night's sleep last night? Great night's sleep, okay. Ooh, not, not everybody. Who wishes you got a little more sleep, okay? All right, that's why you came to church. You're gonna get a little extra, as soon as I start talking, I know how you are. A little nap time going on, safe place, I get it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, it would be great if we were able to, you know, maybe get the sleep that we want. Now, I have heard it said, and I didn't say it, but I've heard it said that for followers of Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus in this room, uh, this is for us, I've heard it said that, like, being a good disciple of Jesus, uh, 70% of it is a good night's rest. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're rested... You know, you, you tend to be able to be a little healthier, and maybe, maybe you're walking with Jesus a little better because you've had enough sleep. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, completely true, but I get it. Because there's a lot of times where we make bad decisions when we're, what, hungry, tired, alone, you just fill in the blank. and we get kind of weak, you know, that's when Satan likes to get to us, you know. He likes to attack us when we're weak. But look, sleep is important. Now, now uh, I, I was trying to do some research, you know, and, and of course I, I go to the internet because everything on there is true. And I was at the, uh, I, was, I was looking at my favorite doctor on the internet called WebMD. I know you've looked at it, okay? I know you've looked at it. I don't even know how, like, how accurate WebMD is. Although I was in a doctor's office one time, this is no, this is no lie. I won't even say who it was in town. But I, and he had WebMD up on his, on his computer. I saw it. I was in a doctor's office and he had WebMD up on his computer. I'm not kidding, I won't say his or her name, but uh, I tease him about it. But WebMD says, you know, again, we can trust everything on there. It says that when we, when we get a good night's rest, you know, when we, when we sleep enough, there are some positive things that happen. You know, one of them is a sharper brain, which is good. You know, don't they talk about that too? If you're, if you're some of your students in here, if you're cramming for a test, it's better actually to get the sleep than to stay up all night and study. They've done some research on that. So, you get sleep, you get a sharper brain, uh, you, you, you know, a mood boost. 
Who could use a mood boost every once in a while? Yeah? I know some of you. You're real cranky. You need a, you need a, you need a mood boost right now. That's what you need. They give you a mood boost, uh, better physical health, a healthier heart, actually. That's, those are good things about, about sleeping. Uh, steadier blood sugar. I don't know what that means, but that's important. Uh, germ fighting. Like your body does better uh, to fight, you know, infections or flu, whatever, if you've had enough of rest. And here's my favorite one. You get a good night's rest, it helps you with weight control. These fad diets, they got nothing on this. I'm going to create my own right now. It's going to be sleep to lose weight. That's what my plan is going to be, sleep to lose weight. It's going to sell millions, you know, and you all can say you remember me when. He came up with this great idea of sleep that loses weight. That's a pretty good one. But we, we know that, that, that rest is crucial. I mean, we know that in our lives. We've seen it before, and you might be, or maybe you're not, shocked to learn that, that God actually created that. That, that it was part of his initial design was for us to have rest. Like, we don't operate as good human beings without, without some rest. He understood how important it was. Look, we also, you know, we want to be productive. We want to get things done. You know, we want to work hard, you know, because that feels good. You know, for many of us, right? Who in this room, you like to get a job well done. That feels good, right? You know, we want to do that. But, but we also need to do well at the resting. At, at, at stopping sometimes. And, and I think in Western culture, we're not so good at that. It's like everybody, you know, wants you to keep producing more and more and more, and we have more devices and all these things that we can do. We can work more hours. But it, they've done stats on this. You know, if, if, you, if you are someone who, who takes a good amount of rest and vacation, actually take your vacation days, you're actually more productive the days you're back at work. We know this is how the world operates, and God created us, designed us to have rest. Well, we're kicking off this series. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first Sunday with us, awesome. We have a gift for you. Make sure you, you grab one on the way out. Our Connections booth back there, it's actually a, a really nice mug that they want to give me because apparently I'm not a first-time guest, so whatever. <clears throat> I'm not bitter about it at all. But glad you're here. We're kicking off Fully Charged. And the idea with this series, in the next three weeks, we're hoping to maybe develop some better rhythms in our, in our everyday life, in our weeks, in our months, in our years, so that we actually are, are getting the rest that we need so that we can be the people of God that he's called us to. That with the rest and, and honoring God with that, that also in the times that we're working, that, that God would, would bless those moments too. So this series is hopefully going to give us some better rhythms. So let's, let's pause for a minute and, uh, and say a prayer with me. Father, we come before you, and I'm thankful for everybody in this room. Lord, uh, it's been a crazy season of, of Christmas and all that, and now we're, we're, we're into 2020. And Lord, I pray that each of us uh, would be able to develop healthy rhythms of not just work, but also rest. And Father, help us to be the people of God you call us to be, that we're healthy followers of Jesus, your son. And Lord, we know that rest is part of that. So Lord, speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, if you've got a Bible or a device, uh, we use those often around here. So I encourage you to open that or grab that device. Turn to Genesis chapter 2 or scroll to it. Genesis, uh, who's read the uh, accounts of creation? Genesis 1, 2, yeah, a lot of us have. Been around, uh, you know, Scripture a bit. So these are familiar stories, uh, familiar narratives here, how God kind of presented and, and, and the process that he went through to create the world. When we're in chapter 2 now, there's going to be something very interesting that you might have read over or maybe not, not really thought much about. Starting with verse 1 of Genesis 2, let's read this down. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. 
all, and, all the, and all the hosts of them. And, and on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. <laughs> so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done, little repetition there, in creation. So God does his creative work, you know, spinning the universe out there. It can't be that hard. Yeah, they're spinning the universe, developing the human eyeball, which is crazy. Uh, all that stuff, amazing stuff, uh, you know, stuff that we, now we have, you know, satellites that are picking up stuff that we didn't know were out there. That's pretty cool. God did all that work. But then he intentionally stopped. And on the seventh day, which this is the first day of the week, right? You know, Sunday. But on the, on the se- seventh day, so Saturday, uh, as, as it came to be known, that was the day that he said, okay, we're going to cease from this work. And, and in many ways, it was a celebration of the work that he'd done, right? So, so we did the six days of work, which is important. Great, great amazing work. Certainly, I, I don't, I don't want to, uh, can't even get my mind around what he did. But then on the seventh day, he stopped, paused, slept in all day. He paused, I don't know about that, but, but he, you know, he stopped celebrating what happened, but then ceased working. Now, there's a, there's a Hebrew word. Uh, the Old Testament part of the Bible, a lot of it was written originally in Hebrew, and there's a word you've probably heard before that, that, it, that they use for stop, or cease, or desist, and the word is Shabbat, and we're familiar with the word Sabbath. Who's heard of that word Sabbath? Okay, Sabbath, okay. Yeah, a lot of times that's, you know, even for, for current Jewish culture, that's Saturday, right? That was the day that gets sun up to sundown, and they take a break, take a breather. But it was the, you know, this day that, that God basically stopped. He ceased activity. In other words, he discontinued his normal work. So there's a sense of resting, pausing, reflecting, celebrating what had happened the six days prior. Right? And so now we get to that seventh day, and he made it holy. Now, it's interesting, thinking about this passage, you know. Like, he does all this work, and then it says that he rested. You know, was he tired from all that work? Have you thought about this? I mean, just, just on a, a surface level, okay? Just, just keep it surface for a second. The scriptures say he rested. And I've, that's always kind of thrown me. Like, so the God of the universe, creator of all, he can speak things into existence. He had to pause and take a day because he tired? You know, was he, was he mentally just kind of tapped out, you know? He'd done all this creative work. He's like, I need, I need a day, you know? Is, is, that, is that what was going on there? Or I, mean, I don't think so. I don't think he really needed the rest. I mean, he's God, so I don't think he was wiped out or whatever. But, but what is he doing there? He's setting right from the beginning of creation that there would be, there would be a day of rest. It's almost like you know, he's, he's modeling for us productivity, creativity, and ceasing, stopping celebrating, right? So he's modeling that for us, even though he, he didn't get tired, I don't think. Uh, I'll ask him when we cross over, you know, was that tiring, making the universe and spinning all those things out there? You know, I'll ask him, but he modeled this for us in the week. So if we were to sum it up, it's like God set a tone and rhythm of rest for us, his image bearers to the world. He set a tone, for us, right? A tone and a rhythm of rest. A tone and a rhythm of rest. One day a week. Now, 
if you're familiar with the Old Testament part of the Bible, and again, we talk about the Bible as a book, which is kind of a misnomer, because it's actually like a library of 66 books, if truth be told. And there's an Old Testament section and a New Testament section. The Old Testament section is like 39 books written over a really long time. I mean, there's a lot of time there. And, uh, and, and most of the Old Testament part, uh, these 39 books, they, they, they talked about this nation of Israel, kind of like the people of God. Well, this concept of rest was even ingrained, burned into the rhythm of Israel, of the ancient nation of Israel, the people of God. This rest thing was actually pretty, pretty important even in, in, in the nation, setting it up. In fact, you know, and this is biblical history, you don't have to remember it all, but, you know, Israel had some great leaders like Moses and, you know, Aaron and, and Joshua. And when they were setting up this nation, you know, these millions of people that they brought out of Egypt, uh, they needed to kind of create some uh, parameters, some, some guardrails for the nation, you know. And so what we have in Scripture, in the, in part, the old part uh, of the Bible, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, uh, what we call the, the Torah, there's a lot of laws that were set up just to get the nation going. And there's laws in there about civil law, and, and, and there's some, some, some things about how you're supposed to set things up, and there's health things in there, a bunch of, bunch of great things. But one of those concepts baked deep into how the nation was supposed to work was this idea of Sabbath rest. And it was serious. Like the, the, the scriptures say, you, you need to take that day seriously. Like it, it really needs to be something on your calendar every week. It's important. Don't neglect the Sabbath. Don't, don't trample the Sabbath. It was that important that it even shows up in what I've heard called God's top 10. All right, if you're familiar with God's top 10, now there's lots of things that, that God called the people of Israel too, but, but there's 10 famous ones. What, what do we call them? Yeah, 10 commandments. Bonus, anybody know where it's at? Exodus what? 20, good. You have to help me. I need your hearing aids. Exodus 20. So if you've got a Bible or a device, find it. Exodus 20. That's where we're going to be. There are 10 of these, okay? Now, I, look, I don't know if they're any specific order, okay? I realize that some of you that have been reading the Bible for a long time, you may push back on me on this one, but I just find this interesting, okay? There are 10 of these top 10, right? 10. 10. They're, they're, you know, if I were doing it, I would have had probably more, you know? Thou shalt give Ben a guitar every week. That would have been on my top ten. But I don't think that's, that's going to work. But God created, you know, th this nation, and, and he gave them these, these laws in addition to many others, and he made the, these top ten. And in verse 8, we get the fourth one. Right? So the first one, you know, does anybody know what the first one is? You know, no, no other God, you know, before me. You know, there's exclusivity, you know. So, so there's, there's some good ones at the beginning, but check this out. This is the fourth commandment. Hang on to that. What does it say in the fourth commandment? In verse 8, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor, right? We're still doing good work, doing the good work. Six days uh, you sh shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, listen to this, on it you shall do no work. Now, like, who is he talking about? Well, the scriptures give, give us more detail on exactly who's not supposed to work. So it goes, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock. Did you know that was in there? Like, your animals can't even do anything, you know? Cats eating at the bowl. You, you, can't, you can't eat, you know? 
Put that down. Your cat, your dog, you can't eat. The livestock can't be doing their stuff. Like it's shut down. I mean, they're shutting it down. Livestock. And any sojourner, which basically anybody that's visiting from out of town, like, nope, you can't work. Put that down. That's what you're doing. You know, work on that, on that, on that Sabbath day. Like, this is it, right? Six days, all right? We're, gonna get, we're getting a, a history lesson. Here's how it's all connected, right? Six days, for in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Do you know what commandments come after this? Little things like adultery, murder, stealing stuff. No, these, these commandments are, are, are really, really helpful. These are good living things. Like, these are things that help us in life do better, right? If you're, if you're an honest person, meaning you don't cheat, that's a good thing. If you're, if you're not killing people, that, that's a good thing. You know, if you're not, you know, cheating on your spouse, that, that's a good thing. But you notice that before all of those kind of big heavy hitters, you know, Sabbath. Now, why is that? Do you, I mean, does anybody find that odd first? Anybody? I, it's, I'm alone. I'm, I'm the only guy. I think that's a little, little crazy. Now, again, I, I don't know if it's in an order priority, okay? I realize that. I don't know if it's an order priority, but the first couple are seem pretty, like, pretty key concepts. You know, the, the Lord your God is one, right? That seems like a pretty big one. Pretty early in the list, okay, is Sabbath. Before, like I said, murder, adultery, theft. So what's the point? This is a big deal. And I think in our culture, we haven't, haven't done this well. I know many of you, you work really hard. I mean, you worked hard during the day. You, know, you get to the weekend, and there's stuff to do on the weekends. You feel like you're always, always pushing, always pushing. Some of us are drivers in this, in this crowd right now. I'm a driver. I'm, I'm a high driver. I'm an, I'm an overachiever. So for me, some of my, you know, I get my identity and my worth from getting stuff done. Right? Anybody else like that? You, you twisted like me? Okay, great. Four of us, we'll, we'll form a support group. It'll be good later. <clears throat> but it's, it's hard to, to when, you, when you're trying to, you know, you're feeling you've got to get stuff done, it's hard for us to honor this particular commandment. That yes, you do your work, but then you need to take that day. You know, take that day where you cease and desist and you actually rest. Who could use some more rest in here? How many feel like you, you're really good at taking your day off? You feel like you're pretty good at that. All right. You know, here's, here's what, and I, I just said this in first service, and it's like, uh, this is just a real thing that I have. Some of you are retired in here, okay? And uh, sometimes I'll ask you how retirement's going, and you've got to quit telling me this. Y'all that are retired, you've got to quit telling me I'm busier now than I was. You heard, who, you've heard this? You've heard it too? You've heard it, right? Stop it. I have this dream of one day like, retiring, and I'm going to get up at 10, because that's when God gets up. And I'm going to get up, you know, a little later. I'm just kidding. Don't quote me on that. But y- y'all retired people, you got you got to help us out here. Because many of us, you know, that are still working kind of in our day jobs, we're looking forward to that moment. And uh, even for po- people who are retired, you need, to, you need to take a break. You need to have a Sabbath. You too, even retired, you need to have that. That's how God wired us. That's the rhythm of work and rest. And so it's important no matter where you're at on the age spectrum. Now, here's the deal. Why Sabbath? I mean, why is that so important? Why is taking a day so important? 
What is it? Is it just you know, making sure you, you, you check that box that you, you, you spent a day and you didn't, didn't go to the office? And I know some of us, you know, that, that working, you know, nine to five, you know, whatever your, your job happens to be, and, you know, you're, you're working, you know, Monday through Friday, then you're hitting that Saturday, and, uh, and for many of us, you know, if we're married in here, uh, we might get this little, little list thing that we call the, I know you know it, and so we get to Saturday morning, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, right, and you gals have it too, I get it, you have a list too, you get, we want to get stuff done, we want to get stuff on the home, and that's important, you know, we got to get here, and then there's, you know, for some of you that have young kids, I feel for you, because I know how sports world worked, and it was crazy hectic. In fact, there's just, like, no breaks anymore. I mean, I know families that are, like, going from, from tournament to tournament, you know? They can't do church because they're not even in town, right? And so there's no, there's no real, real margin for rest, and I think that's a mistake. I'm not, look, I love sports. Some of you know that. I'm not anti-sports, but sometimes I feel like we're not creating a rhythm that's even good for our kids, you know? They're seeing us going from thing to thing to thing, and we're not stopping, and we're making them do the same thing. I feel like we're kind of modeling for them a real unhealthy way to, to, to have a week. You need time with people. You need time with, with the church family to encourage each other, to, to have spiritual nourishment. You need all of those things, and it gets squeezed out of everything because of how busy we are. This is important. And the scriptures tell us, and I'm going to point out a couple scriptures too in Exodus that are, that are pretty key. But, but the day was supposed to not just be another 24-hour period, but it was supposed to refresh us. It was supposed to, we get there and it's like a you know, tall, cold glass of water or sweet tea on a hot day. It was supposed to like refresh us. We get there, we, like, we pause, we celebrate the work that we did. It's not like we didn't work. But now we have this day to celebrate. Hey, we did that. That's good. And, and so that we hit the next day refreshed. It was for refreshment. L- listen to this. Exodus 23, verse 12. Six days you shall do your work, but, but on the seventh day you shall rest. That your ox and your donkey, is important for your donkey to have rest, okay? You know what I'm saying? Your donkey needs, needs rest. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, they may have rest. And your son... And the son of your servant woman and the alien may be refreshed. I mean, this kind of seems like a random list of, of who needs to be refreshed, but it's kind of like all over the spectrum, right? Even the people that work for you, right? E- even your animals need the downtime. They need to not be working, not be hitting the fields seven days a week. And they may be what? Refreshed. Here's the next one, Exodus 31. Verse 17, it's a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. It was meant for refreshment. Now, if you carry on and read through the rest of that (laughs) chapter 31, anybody do that, that we were just in? It's a pretty important thing for Israel. In fact, uh, if they didn't, if they, they violated the Sabbath, they were in, in big trouble. As a kind of a big deal for the nation. Again, as I said before, it's, it's interesting. God created this rhythm, right? And then when He created, you know, had the people of God, when a nation is actually formed on the planet, this nation of Israel, rest was baked into their lives. It had to be. In fact, God had this. It's funny how God, I think He's like, if I don't put this in writing, <laughs> these folks are not going to take a break. Now, some of us, again, we're better at this than others, but it's important enough to pay attention to because when we get enough rest, 
we're just better. You know, I really do believe, and we say this around here, following Jesus makes you better at life. I really believe that. Following the way of Jesus makes you better at life in so many different ways. It's the best life ever. Until he comes back, it's the best life ever. But these rhythms are important. And even followers of Jesus have violated this. In fact, people who are in ministry like me, we tend to use it kind of as a crutch. We say, well, I can, I'm working for God, aren't I? I got to keep going. I got to keep going. I can't shut down. I got to keep going. And, and unfortunately, we get in this weird, you know, kind of this, this work, unhealthy work ethic. And, and some of you, and not just people in ministry, but some of you too, have found that you've, you've kind of drifted into workaholism a little bit, where, where it starts to be your identity so much that you just can't pull away. It's a danger for all of us. And, and having that day of rest helps with that rhythm. It means that we're pulling away. I'm not going to be checking my email every day. There's a day I shut things down. I'm not on. And I know it's hard with all these devices all of the time. How many people have a smartphone on you right now? Uh, do you know that you can turn notifications off? Do it. I mean, if there's an emergency, someone can find you. Now, that's just, that's a bonus there. But turning off notifications has really helped me. Because we all don't need to be on all the time. You know, young people, there was a time, <laughs> I'm going to start sounding old, we didn't carry a phone on us. I remember the first phone I got. It was like this big brick thing. <clears throat> but we don't need to be on all the time. We need that refreshment. That includes sleep. That includes our day off. That includes vacations. You know, I just read a, a, an article in the Wall Street Journal not too long ago, and it was talking about how um, we're working longer hours, and people are not taking their vacation days. Those two things are actually hurting productivity in America. Because they found when someone takes their vacation days, they're better when they're actually at work. I mean, it's not my stats. I mean, this Wall Street Journal. We are better at our work and doing those great six days or whatever it is when we've taken that day to, to, to unwind, to rest and what? Refresh. That's what we're, that's what we're aiming for. Who, who could use some refreshment? Yeah? Yeah? Look at your neighbor and say, you need some refreshment. No, don't say that. God knew how important rest was for his people. It's baked into creation. It's baked into even the people of God, even into God's top ten. It's number four. Number four, respect the time. It's important. God knows what we need. He knows we need rest and refreshment. Here's the truth bomb today. You ready for the truth bomb? And this is something that we're going to say together. Rest is good. I want you to say that. This is a audience participation. Rest is good. One more time, louder. Rest is good. It's good. Rest is good. It's good. Get that in your head. Rest is good. If you have to say it that way to remember it, good. Rest is good. And here's my only, my only point today, and this is respect rest. I know it's easy to downplay rest. Well, you know, it's funny how sometimes we'll take a day off and then we'll feel bad about it. Or somebody say, well, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, and you don't have anything on the schedule, you start trying to make stuff up, you know, because i got to be productive. I don't want anybody to know that I'm actually taking a day off. This is a problem in our culture. It's a problem. We have to take the, and don't, don't excuse for it. There is no excuse. If you're going to take vacation, great, do it. Have a great time. Take the day. You don't have to justify it to anybody. You are actually honoring God when you take that day. Schedule it. 
you know what? Even if even that day is going to be you and, uh, you know, the, 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 the coast. You're going to take a day. In fact, Monday, I, uh, I, I took a day and I went to the coast. And uh, I, was, I was fasting and praying, just praying through the year. And, uh, man, I felt really refreshed when I came back. Now, the weather was horrible. Uh, there was a, a small craft advisory. There's, like, waves bouncing over, you know, Depot Bay, which is totally awesome. And I sort of felt scared, but then I was kind of thrilled. When I was standing there, you know how I mean? The water's right there, right? And they're bouncing up and they're spurting. It was really, really refreshing for me to do that. You need a day. You need a day and you need to respect rest because rest is good. Thank you. All right, so who feels like you rest pretty well? Who's good at it? Who's good at rest? Who? Not very many of us. Who, who could use some help on the rest thing? Who could, a little more help on resting? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're, you're with me. You know, and, and sometimes you, you need a day off. Just say that out loud. I need a day off. Say it. I need a day off. Look at your neighbor. I need a day off. And they're looking at you like, yeah, you do. Uh, we need to put it in the calendar. So maybe that's your homework. You, you take out your smartphone or whatever it is, like today, like even now. It's okay. Put in there your time off, your day. Your day. It's, we got to respect rest. We got to stop, cease, put it on the calendar unplug whatever it is and that includes your rest at night and your day off and your vacation day do you have vacation who's got vacation actually planned for 2020 look around the room we're not good at this america you gotta we gotta take our vacation days who's ever gotten to the end of the year and you realize you didn't take your vacation days okay sometimes companies are like you lost them sorry that's the way it is Put it on, that's yours, okay, for many of you who didn't raise your hands, get a vacation. It doesn't have to be expensive, it, can, it doesn't have to be expensive, but you take vacation, please. It's good for our spiritual life, our mental life, our physical life, just like sleep is every single night. Respect, rest. Now, when Jesus came, he uh, had a, an amazing but very short ministry. We have the accounts of his life. The biographies of Jesus, we call them. We also call them the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in those biographies, we see Jesus respecting rest. We see him at times where he just goes off by himself. Many times the disciples are kind of frustrated, it seems like, with him. He'll just know things are rocking and where's Jesus? You know, he, he, he tended to sleep in boats, you know, when the waves are going crazy. I mean, you see Jesus modeling this importance of rest. And he said that if you want true rest, if you want soul deep rest, it's only found in him. If you want that true rest, it's only found in Jesus. In his work for us, his life, death, burial, resurrection, it's only in Christ that we get deep rest. And some of you maybe have never come to that rest. Maybe you've really kind of been on the fence with Jesus. You're not sure. Today could be a day you make him Lord and Savior for once in your life. What a great way to start out a new year. Say, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. I want that rest. I want that rest that he promises. And we do that by believing in Jesus, that he is who he says he is, by repenting of our sin, confessing that Jesus is Lord, being baptized and living a new way with Jesus and the Holy Spirit living inside of you. It's a beautiful thing. And that's the access to true rest. So if you've never done that, you need to come to Jesus today. But if God is tugging on your heart on any of this that we've been talking about, I, I pray that you'd listen to that. 
Don't ignore those things. That sometimes, sometimes that's a prompting by the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you need to, lo- you need to listen to that. Or there's a, there's a change there that you might need to make. Hey, get out your calendar. That might be the Holy Spirit, you know. Right now it sounds like my voice, but it could be the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you need to put your vacation on there. You need to respect rest. Respect how I've created you. Respect the rhythm. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you. We recognize that, that in Christ is our true rest, your son. Father, I pray that you'd help us, each of us in this room, to develop healthy habits of, of rest, of getting enough sleep. Uh, that, Father, we prioritize these things, that we would work hard but also rest. Father, help us to honor you with that. And, uh, Lord, may you bless our lives because we're honoring you in this way. And we pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.